0: This is Scott from Reno, Nevada, and you are all listening to the Pro Hockey
1: News Podcast. Welcome in to another edition of
0: the Pro Hockey News Podcast, brought to you by the Chicago Wolves Merchandise Store, Store.com. PHN 15 is the code, depending when you listen to this. Could still be time for Christmas, definitely time for New Year's. Get it out there at Chicagowoolstore.com PHN15. Clap happy Adam Minnick, Lonnie Goldsmith, and Richard Cote with you for this edition. This is the final time we're doing that this year, guys.
1: Yeah, it is. Final 2021 episode for the first line. Yes.
0: yes.
2: If, all, if all goes well, we will have actual NHL hockey games to talk about by
0: the next time we convene in early 2022. The second line has it next week, Woody. It's just a few days. It's just a few days. It's an extended break. You know, they're, they're doing a little Ross and Rachel. That's it. We'll, we'll get back on it on Monday. It's temporary. Do as hope, you wish, I, do I as you so. wish during the time cheat, cheat on them with a the little world junior little AHL, <laughs> you know, you've, you've got, you know, it's not cheating. Cause we're on a break. All good. All good. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess that's the biggest story. If, if you're into that sort of thing, um, NHL's on a break, uh, They've decided that uh, Omicron has uh, overtaken too many games. Um, A lot lot of things that we'll talk about here, guys, with this. Um, The first thing is they're the only league to do it. Let's not kid ourselves. It's Canada-based. The way Canada's cracked down, I'm 100% convinced. The the NFL doesn't have any Canadian teams. There's only one, um, and they don't matter as much as they used to a couple years ago in the NBA. Um, baseball's not in season, but they're only going to have one. And we saw how they solved that problem. If this wasn't a major north of the border, the way that their government handles the shutdown, I think they're still
1: playing. It's probably true. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when they first came down with the news that they were going to stop cross-border play, I knew it was just a matter of days, even just hours before they decide, you know what? We're just going to extend the holiday break. And try and get this thing under control, which, you know, honestly, I think is a smart thing to do.
0: Yeah, you know, let's 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 talk about that, and you know, not to get deep into the stuff because you know you tread water on it, and we've all taken this seriously in the PHN family uh, with with COVID and and vaccines and masking and safety and personal rights and and all that. I think we've been pretty pretty fair on that. Um, At the same time, I'm going to go on record as saying something's got to give if. If you've got all but one player vaccinated, the mandatory every other day type testing when players aren't showing symptoms, you're going to get positives. We're we're proving that the the vaccination doesn't stop COVID. It it stops you from dying or ending up in the hospital, essentially, is what the the vaccine is supposed to do. You know, Lonnie, we saw the the, uh, NFL uh, the National Football League, basically they're done with daily mandatory testing on vaccinated players. And it, it's, it's, let's not be getting ourselves, it's financially motivated. You got asymptomatic players, they don't want positives, they can't afford to push their playoffs in the Super Bowl back. Just doesn't work well in the NFL. Is it time for the NHL to maybe adapt a little bit, knowing that, you know, nobody knows what the long-term effect is. But short-term, if you're asymptomatic, and you're around a bunch of vaccinated people pretty safe from what we can tell.
2: It seems to be, you know, none of us on the first line being doctors, that's what we need the boss man in for with the second line pod. Uh, but I do think that if it's a situation where as long as the, the symptoms that you're going to get from this are akin to a cold If you get symptoms, it might be time to, you know, I think the way to do this is to, if you can convince the players to curtail their off-ice exposure opportunities and, and try to stick to the team activities as much as possible and just sort of stay to yourself and your family and whatnot, I think you could probably get around it that way. Which not not too long ago today on a press conference uh, or some sort of media availability, Steve Iserman basically made this made that same statement that if you have everybody vaccinated um, but one and he's just come off having COVID, do, do you can, can you can you start slowing down testing?
1: I, I think the the biggest liability isn't so much with the players anymore because we know that there's a large percentage of the players vaccinated. I think it's more of the fans who are going to gather for the game, because you can't guarantee that there's going to be a large percentage of them vaccinated or abiding by the mask mandates. If there are some in your area and also
0: depending, depending where you are with some teams having vax cards mandatory to enter their buildings now.
1: Correct. But not every single venue will have that. So um, that's of course up to local government and other jurisdictions. Um, And also the, the employees of said building, again, depending on where you work, it's not going to be guaranteed that they are going to be vaccinated or protected, nor are they guaranteed to be wearing a mask or trying to protect others as well.
0: Yeah. I think it gets to a point for, for the, the arena workers and fans. I mean, at some point it's personal choice. If you don't want to protect yourself, you know, that's it. It, it, the, the, The players and the tier one, are the most important things to protect in the NHL. And I think they they've you know shown themselves to do a good chunk of that. Canceling game, like I said, I, I'm all for safety, but you know, you start to look at it and the less symptomatic it is in the strains and, 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 you know, we're going to have to live with this for a while, the, the familiar line of, of any virus where it mutates and all that. And, you know, if you, you know, South Africa, it's, it's already waning. And hopefully that's what this, this virus is, is spreads fast, but, but less painful. Um, at some point, I think the league has to find, I mean, I think the NFL is about to do it right with, if you're vaccinated not mandatory testing, and they've got a lot more non-vaccinated issues than any other league out there on record. I think they were even lower than baseball was when, when some of the numbers were put out because it, it, like I said, it's getting to a point to where this isn't the NBC SN contract anymore. And like I said, everything revolves around money in sports. ESPN has dates picked out ABC and ESPN. Like it's kind of like the NBA. You, You can't just start moving things, you know, and you've got to hit what you want to hit, and and you know we'll talk about the Olympics here in a second. But like I said, at some point, for the sake of your finances and safety, I think that if you've got all these people vaccinated, we don't have to test every other day. That's just my take.
2: And I think that there's the the reason you cancel now is the reason why like the nba for example is hopefully not christmas day is yep. the biggest day and it's basically nba's opening day sure they've played 30 odd games already whatever the nba season starts now christmas day five games on the the abc espn family of networks throughout the day from noon eastern to wrapping up whenever that last game wraps up what midnight 1am whatever the NHL goes the other way and shuts not just i mean they don't fully shut down but there's player movement restrictions in in this time of year in terms of call-ups and you know trade freezes and roster freezes so it's a lot easier for the NHL to make this decision where you're only losing you're you're just not losing as much because you're at a pretty quiet period anyway before it ramps up next week going into new year's and the winter classic
0: and yeah. side note the nba was really dumb this year to not make christmas eve day their their opening day because going up against three nfl games good luck good luck and <laughs> and they're going to have it next year too so good, yeah, yeah good, good
2: a couple years they'll be back and maybe they'll no, don't. pivot but look i mean you're looking yeah. at the potential of no. you're looking at the potential of 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 the g-league all-stars woohoo Uh, Right. I mean, nobody really wants to watch that. I mean, forget just the going against football. You're you're looking potentially at a bunch of guys you've never
0: heard of playing on the NBA's biggest stage. Yeah, I, 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 I was shocked last week when I heard Isaiah Thomas was back and I realized, oh, not that one. No, no, no! <laughs> Not the one that went to my alma mater. Different, different Isaiah. I, I was the like the same Isaiah one that, for Lakers. Yeah. Oh no, this was that guy. Listen, that the,
2: the same, same, one that won my team two titles before. an <laughs> artist
0: Achilles, I <laughs> exactly. don't think
2: I don't think he's in game shape anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, and it, and it, it also allows them. Let's let's be honest. By canceling games, they got fifty cancellations right now. Assuming they start back up on the twenty seventh, um, it now allows them to exit the Olympics because they had the clause in there that if for disruption of a season being bad, they could without penalty. There was the whole thing with the IOC and the double IHF, um, and they you know they they basically announced yes we're canceling the Olympics yesterday and then today hey we're gonna play during the Olympics you know, there's arenas that are available. We're going to make up a bunch of these games. They may not be able to postpone games. They may move later in the season games, but I think you may see there's going to be a lot of Canada versus Canada battles that two week. I think they're going to try to do a lot of rescheduling of in country. That's just, just my gut. Um, But they were very clear. It's not all the postponed games made up then, but they are going to not now not have an Olympic break. And, and on top of it by pausing now, it helps make sure the winter classic happens, which is their version. Of, yes. of the start of the season.
2: Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I'm still, you know, being here in Minnesota, I can't wait to cover it. I was at Target Field earlier this week uh, as they rolled out the couple of players and talked about the just what the rink building was going to look like. It's a really cool experience to be there, see Target, <laughs> in the, 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 never seen a baseball field look quite so poor, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's it's what you would expect with all like the decking down and they're getting ready to lay out the rink. And so, yeah, I mean, the NHL invests so much time. I mean, they've got a crew of a couple hundred, you know, men and women that are going to be living in the Twin Cities for the, it comes out to around a total of two, two, uh, two, three weeks between and, building and tear down and moving the truck off to, to Nashville.
0: You gotta, you know, you do everything you can to protect the investment. And it's a big, Richard, it's a big, big game this year for the fact of new media partner mm-hmm. in, in, in TNT getting it. And it's the first ever primetime winter classic.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited for that. Like, um, I don't know what it is about like the uh, like the midday start times that we've seen in the past. has just been like riddled with weather issues, whether it be like too hot snowing just like too sunny just too, too sunny, sunny sometimes yeah, too well, sunny. Uh, th- th- right.
2: I-, I believe this is the first actually in first intentional
0: nighttime puck drop yeah right because- right this is the first scheduled prime time yes. winter classic ever this won't be it- the first one in prime time right. but it's the first one that's supposed to start right. in prime time and lonnie and it's
2: it's going to be brutal it's going <laughs> to be <so> if, you,
0: <laughs> if you don't cover it outside for any part of the game and prove pictures on the phn twitter feed then you are not a true journalist for us.
2: Don't you worry about me. I will. I, there will be pictures outside of, outside of the warm com, confines of the Target Field press box. By you? Yes, I will take pictures. <laughs> uh, I, there will be pictures. Not counting somewhere. walking to and from your vehicle. Not counting walking to and from my vehicle. And not by uh, our I, shooter that's going to be there. I will spend some time watching hockey outside and there will be photographic proof.
1: I look forward to it. I look forward that it's not me. <laughs> I, my, I envy you. I love being out in the cold covering games like that. That's like, that's my No, element. no, 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 That's awful. Listen, four, de, I did, I, four I degrees and in, a breeze does not sound fun. Listen, that I, I, is my I, element. I, I love the cold. Eh,
2: now, listen, I covered a lot of high school sports in my time as any, you know, sports writer, aspiring sports writer does. I'm over this. Like, give me warm press boxes. Give me good food. Give me hot drinks. I'm going to be a baby about it, but you know what? I've done it long enough that I can be, and I'm I'll not du- going to
1: apologize for it. I'll duck inside long enough to get me some food and a beverage. And then I'm back out there.
0: Now, I, I, the first uh, outdoor game that was uh, held in Minnesota. I watched the entire alumni game outside. Yes, we did. It was but great. We, but we found an open club seating with heating right above us. <laughs> I don't, what, it was
2: <laughs> me, was uh, was a friend of the show, Josh Cooper, with Josh Cooper that. Was,
0: was sitting for, I think he joined us for like a period. He joined us yeah. for a little bit for that. Yeah. The there, there was a zone. TV in front of us, a heater <laughs> on top of us. And yeah, yeah, former Yahoo, now God, athletic. That, Josh Cooper uh, did join God,
2: us. Yeah. That, that period out there was fantastic. It was nice, it was yes. warm yeah you can't beat it it was
1: great yeah. I, I don't know
0: yeah it was it was great i mean i covered uh chicago pittsburgh when it was a blizzardy windy was- nasty thing in chicago uh, i went to say hi to my uncle and my cousin my uncle was sitting in the club seat so i met him indoors nice having a pass get around eh? uh, my cousin <laughs> want was in the end zone the open side of the end zone uh i told him to meet me in the concourse down low because it'd be protected from the elements that 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 was as outside as I got during those conditions. I'm, I'm over it. I'm disappointed. Love snow. Don't want
2: freezing. And it's like the weather right now. uh, It's not looking, I've not looked out because obviously like we know the long range (laughs) forecast like that, not all that reliable, at least as of last week. uh, One of the, uh, the writers said, yeah, it's looking like six degrees of puck drop with wind
0: fantastic. I mean, it, it, and, and it, it may be wrong, but we're not going to go from six degrees to 56 degrees in a long range for it. There's, there's no front <laughs> sweeping out of nowhere in a week and a half. That's going to bring it, it up. It, to it, the if 50. they're
2: really, if they're really saying six, I would settle for like 16. I don't need 56, <laughs> right? That 10 degrees goes a
0: long way. <laughs> does not it even it's at night. Does not matter? You don't have the warmth of the sun. I mean, you need more than 10 no, degrees. Oh no, night. it's
2: It's going yeah. to be, it's going to be,
0: it's going to be a tough night. Let's I
2: have no doubt. Yeah, the portion I mean, as it is that I'm still waiting for. Like, we don't know what the rules are for interviewing. We don't know if we're going to be in a Zoom room somewhere from the box. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, you're going to get a little more space in a uh, in a MLB locker room than you would in uh, in NHL. a typical NHL one. But I I'm still not expecting any like
0: yeah. grand indoor media availability right now. No, this is where you Which want is to, fine. Which is where you I'm, want the football locker rooms. Oh, for sure, <laughs> but it, what's what's going to be even more interesting? I'm anxious to see where uh, Kenny Albert and Eddie Olchek are going to be broadcasting from because traditionally the outdoor games are at ice level. Is is where they tend to sit them? They're gonna freeze their tushes off down there. <laughs> yeah, if it's, it's an open. I mean, usually it's just a hut at most. It there they this is gonna be this is gonna be real interesting to see a lot of logistics. I, I want pictures. I want pictures, Lonnie. Yes. We'll get them. So. <laughs> yeah, so that, that'll be the outdry. I'm sure the second line, you guys will talk about that a bunch next week. Um it, it, give the NHL credit for acting what they did, I think, on the Olympics. They used all the rules to their advantage. Um, and I think they did a really admirable job of blaming. COVID and the scheduled disruption as their crutch and not the middle finger to China of, yeah, guys are really having a hard time. They may be in your country for three weeks because you're not going to tell us if you're releasing anybody type situation. Yeah. I mean, give, give the HL credit. They, they, they really did. a We've, we've maligned them many times, but PR wise, they did well on this one, the joint statement fear's done some interviews the players have talked about like everything has been done well with the olympic disappointment and cancellation
2: it has and obviously i mean as we said it's the only decision you could make right now both for scheduling and sporting reasons and the obvious you don't want to be having to be quarantined for an indeterminate amount of time that you have no say in or control over when this, uh, you know,
0: as this all comes down. It's going to be real interesting to see how they build the rosters now. Um, And AHL, KHL, European League, all the NCAA, all of them are eligible now. And and you can't, all the leagues have said that they don't have any rules against guys going, like they won't be suspended, things like that. I'm interested to see how many North American players that are not currently playing in Europe. I'm going to leave it that are willing to go. If they don't really clean up these quarantine rules, because that's, there's, you know, the skiers, the snowboarders, the figure skaters, the, the speed skaters, uh, by athletes, except cross countries, et cetera, except bobsled luge, you know, we can go on. I, I don't blame them for, for taking the chance regardless. This, this is they it's their olympics right this is the only thing they compete for every four years this is where people watch them that we honestly don't watch them in between mm-hmm. you know um you know it's so figure skating different they got a pro you know they got the pro demonstration circuit now um curling we'll see you know after you know after december 31st with mbcsn going away i don't know get curling. I don't
2: know. I was going to say, too. I've been watching yeah. a lot of, I was watching a lot of the curling trial.
0: Yes. Yes. i enjoying I'm, it a lot. Yeah. I love, love the, in the house. Got it. Got, got to get in the house. Um, so I don't blame those folks. I'm interested to see that AHL players on the brink, um, NHL or, uh, NCAA players, you know, guys that are drafted, let's not kid ourselves here. Some of these guys that are going to be in red deer, you know, coming, coming off the, uh, the world juniors that we'll talk about here in a bit. Uh, I'm going to be real interested to see where the North American based players choose to go. I think that's, I'm sorry. Good.
1: Oh, I was going to say, I'm just going to throw a a guess out there. Um, I'm going to say at least 30% NCAA for the rosters.
0: I can see, you don't, I can see it. I think it's going to be a lot of Americans playing in the European leagues too. I think there's going to be a lot of that getting pulled over. It's just, yeah.
2: And- no, I, I think so too, but I think you do have some, you know, if you're, you know, the University of Michigan, for example, loaded, I mean, beyond loaded right now, right? What happens with, you know, if you, you know, you lose Owen Power to Canada's Olympic team and you lose Ken Johnson to Canada's Olympic team and Maddie Beniers to, to the U.S. and you lose all of these guys. What happens if, you know, they can't get back into the country in a timely manner? That derails the national championship favorite.
0: But that's Michigan's problem, not the player's problem. Yeah. Sure. I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think the players are looking at this from the team aspect. I think they're going to say, can I get back in the country? because nobody, nobody wants to be stuck in China. No, I mean that's that's really what this comes down to is nobody wants to be stuck in China. So until now, if they remove the, if they remove the uncertainty and say, yeah, you can leave with your nation and then you have to quarantine back home, changes it. Then you've got a lot, a lot more players that are going to be willing to go. I'm just not sure what, what we're going to get out of the IOC and the host committee, far enough in advance when you got to start booking flights and Olympic village and, and get all the I's and T's dotted and crossed, you know? I, yeah. It's, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, it, it, it's a shame that we don't get the world tournament. Um, even more reason why let's just return the Olympics to the amateurs in hockey and let's just do a world cup. Let's just, let's just go back to that. And, and, you know, hold it in, in North America every four years, I guess. And, you know, Europe wouldn't be bad either, but let's, let's just, let's just go back to a world. Let's get a world cup. You know, I am a little surprised. One thing I thought of is,
2: you know, waiting to see what the, what the NHL and the players were going to do about the Olympics. If there was any discussion of moving the Olympic tournament to North America, yes, China would lose out on it, but
0: you you could still then have the best players playing. No, China will never allow it off their Any, I believe any other country there was a chance we'd have an Olympic tournament in NHL rinks. China would never allow the U.S. to grab it.
2: Never. Well, and it it is a, I mean, that whole topic is sort of a flashback to 2003 uh, during, I believe that would have been the bird flu scare. Mm, Yep. China was supposed to host the Women's World Cup And it got pulled from China. It got placed in the US. China was still technically the host. So by, you know, so the group stayed the same. They still had the advantages of being, you know, quote unquote, the host country. But they lost out on, you know, being able to have it in their country. And that was four years after China's women's team was the the runner up in the world cup. So they still had a top team. They're not going to, I agree. They would never let the U S but take that. But
0: I think the difference is the world cup has way more control over their own entity than the IOC has over anything involved from the host country that's the, true you know what i mean did, no that's and, very true we'll just leave it at that that's
2: right <laughs> yeah. no that's yeah. that's a good place to leave it i you yeah. know it is interesting though i do think all of a sudden now and you know i wonder what the you know if you ask the players honestly what they thought the players that are playing in the world juniors now how much they look at that as an audition of sorts
0: for a possible olympic spot I'm I'm pretty sure that John Van Beesbrook, who's now in charge of the Olympic team by all accounts, already has his 30 guys selected with not much movement from world juniors doing that. I think more of a can I come or not? Yeah. There, there may be again World Juniors if he has a great tournament that gets on the radar of the US or Canada or one of the you know, the European countries probably pretty set too. I mean they have less of a pool, let's be honest. But right. It, it may, may be a fringe guy. And maybe because of, you know, if people drop out, but I I don't know. It's such a different game. It's such a different game, a different age Mm -hmm. versus the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, Canada pulled out of the Spangler cup this year, talking about more international stuff. So it's the second year in a row. They're not going to have a Spangler cup team. So that's in in, over in Davos, which one of these days the U S has to figure out a way to to do that. We've got, we've got to get a team over there. I still think like an AHL team should go every year. Yeah. The US. I think it'd be fun. Rochester did that one year. Um, so yeah. Okay. So we're on pause. We're, we're on pause until, until Monday, the 27th. Um, we did have some things happen last week. Uh, we're going to go high note first. Uh, Robin Leonard returned to long Island. Um, I, I often make fun of videos for short timers. Um, I'm, I'm not going to do that on this one. I, I forgot Robin Leonard was only in an Islander Jersey for a season because of the way that he added that neck tattoo of Long Island, the way he's talked about Lou Lamarillo before. Um, he shaved when he went into Lou's house. You know, he he was like, um, seeing the video of him, no tattoos and shaved and short hair to begin with was kind of funny. <laughs> seeing the, the old flashback, but, um, you know, I, it was pretty emotional. It was pretty touching. And, and, you know, Robin Leonard has really transformed himself the last couple of years. And I don't think any of us, may have realized truly how much being part of the Islanders was a reason for it and helped them. It, it, it was very
2: touching. It was, you know, it's rare that you, uh, rare that you see a, a crowd, uh, you know, that into a guy who spent a year there. <laughs> especially just, especially so, in New York.
1: <laughs> especially in New York. Well, I mean, if it would have been the Rangers, I'm sure it would have been completely different you know, a, a team that's, you know, beloved in New York. Not that the islands Islanders aren't, but they're just not the Rangers. Whoa. 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 Hey, correct me if I'm wrong.
0: I'm just, I'm waiting. I, are you besmirging the lore of the Island? I believe they those two teams are equal in Stanley Cups. They are.
1: One has a little bit more longevity than the other. One also... It's just
0: a bit. Yeah, but one's only won it like once since the Islanders even existed. True. In fact, it, since the Islanders existed, I believe they are the third of number of cups in the tri-state area. Because haven't the Devils won two? Yes. Yep. No, three. Three, and the Rangers have won one. And so the Islanders, since they've come in, exi- are the most successful tri-state
2: team. They have a, they have a 4-3-1 lead on, uh, in cups on the tri-state.
0: Now, granted, they did it a four year span. Right. Really compacted that success. <laughs> I get what you
1: Since then. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's different because the Islanders are like the White Sox. They're like the Oakland A's. You know, they're right. the other team. They're, they're, they're the, I guess they're the, I don't know, the Jets because the Giants have kind of taken over. Yeah. They were always the NFL team from the, versus the AF. I, I think, I mean, a little more equal there. The yeah. It,
2: it's definitely a, you know, they're the others. Yeah. It, it's right. why you sort of see like Mets, Jets,
0: Islanders fans. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're like the Arizona coyotes of the NHL. They're just the other team
1: that that, <laughs> that people talk about. Um, wow. So, so, so you got <laughs> mad at me for saying that they're the lesser team in the New York area, uh-huh. but yet you just compared them to the coyotes.
0: Well, I, I said they are the other team in that. No, no I, yes, they they are the other team in that area. But it's not like they're a nothing team without no. without a really feverish fan base. I mean, the playing on Long Island in the old Nassau in the playoffs, teams didn't want to play there. No. no, no, they did not. That was a tough building, tough, tough building. So it, yeah, like I said, it's it's yeah. But no, I, I get what you're saying. I don't. I don't know because of with everything of mental health, with how outspoken he is, if he would have had the same reverence in his one year in Manhattan, it, it may have been the same. I, I just, I, I mean, th- th- that's a city that, that embraced Wade Boggs. Mm-hmm. And that guy was hated for a lot of years. You know, I, I don't know. It, it, it I, I just, I liked it. And, and, it was a storybook ending. He won in a shootout, which is his bugaboo in his career. The fact that Robin Leonard wanted a shootout on the road is amazing within itself. True. And then you add in the emotions of it. So nice touch. Uh, Robin Leonard, you know, he's really been, he's, he's such a class act. He's, he's one of those he's guys that the NHL need with a personality that speaks it right. Um, you know, Brett Connolly was suspended four games for his hit on Tanner Kiro. Um, everybody was was you know it was weird it was yeah it should be a suspension but what about jacob truba who who hit a couple guys uh you know caro with the hawks and was mckinnon with uh, the avalanche correct that he he leveled Mm -hmm. um nothing and and then Connolly who's never had a history gets four you know nhl uh wheel of justice lonnie spinning again
2: well, you know, it really doesn't matter who's spinning the wheel. It's it's always going to be inconsistent. It's always going to be without any sort of logic
1: at all. And yeah, this is what happens. It, did they say why they justified the four games?
0: It, it, the guy wasn't playing the puck. Because it... it, it and I, it was a hundred percent suspendable. It was a terrible hit. It was it was a dirty play, not by a dirty player, but it was a terrible dirty hit. Kiro got hit. Didn't see it coming. The guy he wasn't anywhere near the puck. With with Kiro and the Hawks, okay, yeah, the puck had just left. McKinnon, he was playing the. Puck. I mean, I get the fact playing the puck, but a principal point of contact to the head regardless of if you have the puck or not, how is that not suspendable in this day and age?
2: So here's, you know, first of all, you're absolutely right. Second of all, Mark Lazarus tweeted on December 8th, the truba didn't get any supplemental discipline for his hit on uh, uh, Kyra because the way the league saw it, the head wasn't the main point of contact even though it was the first point of contact, which I don't understand what that means. I don't understand what that means either. They saw the hit of squarely through the body and that Kairos posture made head contact unavoidable. He points out that the IAHF rule book explicitly states, there is no such thing as a legal check to the head. The NHL has a lot of gray area. I think checks to the head is where you want the least possible gray area that you can have, but that's just me because it involves gray matter
0: is that why
1: oh you beat oh. me to it oh did I yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <clears throat> well but we're so funny it, it, it's yeah it, it, it's you know again it, it's a
2: weird 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 interpretation
0: no it's terrible let's let's say it's, not, it's terrible I'm gonna call it yeah. freaking terrible it is it's I don't it principal point of content no you hit him in the head I mean it, Hey, near and dear to your heart ass fan i mean you you i'm sure you saw the truba hit and, and reacted mm-hmm. to it when you saw it i mean suspendable
1: yeah, i'm gonna go and err on the side of caution of any significant contact to the head should be a as a suspendable hit uh, yeah. i mean it, when we're trying to protect you know players and you know their most valuable asset their head when you have major contact to that area there should be at least a game suspension every physical sport has adopted a hit to
0: the head rule of, of major proportions. The NFL, it's a 15 yard penalty every time, you know, they, you may not remember this, Richard being the young kid in your thirties that, that, you are, <laughs> but there used to be a five yard face mask penalty and a 15 yard face
1: mask penalty. Oh in yeah. The, if you, in the if NFL. you touch it, it was five. Yeah. If you grabbed it, it was 15, right? You
0: know, and, and there wasn't an automatic 15. If you hit a quarterback in the head, now, if you graze it, like it's, it's no bones about it. And like, I'm not defending the NFL with their player safety. They've, they've got a lot of issues college. The targeting rule goes way overboard w- with targeting. And, and, and it's just, you're, you're gone. You're, you're just gone. And you're gone. Half the next game, um, you know, double IHF and, and has it as well, like Lonnie mentioned, but I mean, the NHL has got to clean this up. Okay. The difference with college. Yes. The rule is bad, but at least
2: it's reviewable.
0: Right. And they still make bad decisions after the review. They
2: do, but at least it's something that can be reviewed. It can go to a booth. They can take another look at it. And it's not something that
0: is necessarily called
2: on the field and sticks with it.
0: The NHL is reviewed. That goes to the department of player safety, where they watch the video 6 million times and can break it down in any angle they want. And they still get it wrong. Like they, the suspension. Okay. The call on the ice, not reviewed the suspensions reviewable. And they're not suspending a guy. The guy did it twice in two weeks. Think about like, if you don't want to do the first one, fine. When you do it the second time, there's a, pa- I'm sorry, that's the pattern. That's the guy has a, a, a habitual
1: offender is after the second time.
2: Exactly. No, you know, I'm watching the McKinnon, the hit on McKinnon, and it was clear that he, yes, the head was the first point of contact because of the way he was looking down and his body posture but it that, doesn't that was it,
0: that was the least of that I thought that was the less egregious of
2: the two hits I was going to say right? I I I don't really have a huge problem with with not suspend I mean again Wait, assume, you just said that any hit to the, you just said any check to the head should be suspendable under the current uh, it should be but under the okay. current rules I'm not sure I hate that it wasn't
0: suspendable he, I don't even think he got fined I don't think he did either I don't think he faced any discipline for either hit. Probably not. One guy's potentially out for the season. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. This is this. Is, he's, oh. he's a multiple concussion guy.
1: They're, uh, he's not. They're,
0: they're not. They're, there's no timetable for Kara to come back. I mean, just I. I don't know. I. I'm just. I'm sick and tired of the hits to the head being such, such a, a, a See, If Truba, it's, 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 it's the player's fault. He put himself in that position.
2: If, if Truba had lowered himself a little bit more on Kyra, it, we wouldn't be talking about it. It would be square in his chest. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But
0: right. Cause yeah. I, but just the wording, like the NHL screwed themselves up in the wording. It was the principal point of contact, but it wasn't the intent. Like now right. we're judging intent of where you're going to hit the guy. Well, exactly. you know what? Nobody, nobody has intent to clear, clean a guy's clock and knock him out. No no NHL player. Uh, go, go back to uh, Tony Twist, Sean Avery, Garth Butcher, Dino Cicerelli, Bob Probert. Nobody's gonna, Nobody tries to, to clean a guy's head out unless they're fighting. Ryan Reeves. Rafi Torres. I don't think that any of them would admit to you that they would actually say, no, my, my goal is to hit him in the head to knock him the hell out. That's never their goal. Their goal is to separate him from the puck and make it hurt. I don't think any of those guys will ever say they target the head to do it. No, I, I bet to a man, there's no, no and, it, and if they if that is their true intent, get them the hell out of the sport forever. Yeah, because they are a bad human. Off my soapbox. <laughs> Rant over.
1: <laughs> I, I thought I had the uh, like the monopoly on rants, but no. Huh? Oh, you get you, you get it on the other weeks. Yeah, I do. I, I get it on the off weeks.
0: Yeah. But you know, if you need better equipment, Ribero hockey is a really good place to get better equipment. It can help protect you when you have idiots out there on the ice or if you just want to have a a of a shot with their new sticks that they got check them out on the prohockeynews.com website if you click on the banner you get a discount uh verberohockey.com is their website verbero hockey some great hockey equipment hey adam can you get jordan biddington's winter classic mask at verbero oh, hockey you, you can't but i'm sure his agent can get it for you jordan biddington came out with his winter classic mask today uh Oh like it I'm I I he wa he, he was half right. <laughs> he was halfway there. It's so one side is 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 Glenn Hall, who who is a Hall of Famer um in, in his own right, um has has his number retired, by the way Glenn Hall does, uh was the goal the goalie for the first ever St. Louis Blues game. That's right. Um That's one side. The other side is Mike Liud, who is one of the great all-time goalies in Blues history. Uh, He's number one in wins. I believe Minutes played as well. Uh, Also happens to be the agent of Jordan Biddington. And and he called that out. And good good nod to him. I have no problem with Liud. The Glenn Hall thing. I get it. He played the Blues' first ever game. He was their goalie.
2: He played four four seasons in St. Louis. He played his first four seasons in Detroit.
0: And then in between is where his number is hanging. That's right. Their biggest rival. (laughs) I mean, I think, does anybody, you're a Red Wings fan, Lonnie. Yes. Born and raised. When you think of Glenn Hall, what's the first team you think of? Chicago. Yeah. 500
2: some consecutive starts. Um, I do find it funny that Glen Hall's face is on a mask when he didn't wear a mask himself. I, I, irony is there, yes. There, there is. is irony. I,
0: I, I, I don't. I don't know, Richard. I mean, maybe because I, I, I find it hilarious. I almost feel Binnington is trolling without trying to or doing. He's almost trolling his own fan base. Sadly.
1: Uh, you know, I don't know if he's necessarily trolling his fan. Like, I, I see the reasoning for it. I don't know if I agree with it, but I, I see the reasoning. You, you know, you, you, the Winter Classic is all about going back to your roots. And if you're wanting to have a, a commemorative painting on your mask of, you know, where the blues started, you may as well put the first goaltender on there. But. Maybe find somebody who had a little bit more of a career with the Blues, who who may have helped him out a little bit more than in in the first four years. I, I don't know.
0: I just it, if he wasn't hanging in the United Center rafters and was your Chiefs' rivals' best yeah. goaltender, arguably of all time, I, I'd be okay with it. But I'm just I'm I'm so. I mean, Biddington, just a bad choice, buddy. Bad, bad.
2: I mean, there's a couple couple of names. Joseph is hanging out there.
0: Grand Fuhrer. Yeah. Those are two names immediately that come to mind of who would I put? Jake Allen. No? (laughs) No? Wow. No? Okay. Wow. No. I I think that's a a little bit of a stretch. What?
1: Oh, did he, you? <laughs> he, he was on a cup-winning team. As he he is winning? He he is,
2: Binnington's backup.
0: <laughs> he is one of two goalies to have a cup with. the You're right. You're right. Yeah. Me, yes. You're you're 100% right. So by he, that
2: logic, the, the pictures on the mask should have been Binnington's own face and Jake Allen.
0: <laughs> I mean, just... Uh, oh, my God. Like, I... Yeah. Like I said, Liu, not like the fact that it's his agent is actually kind of funny over this. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Liu, 347 games played leads the franchise. 151 wins leads the franchise. Um, I mean, you, you know, it's funny. You you uh, kind of funnily, I think, said Jake Allen. But, you know, Jake Allen is right behind Liu in those categories. Yep. That that tells you the hockey history of of goaltending in in St. Louis, but like Curtis Joseph, Grant Fuhrer, Moose, the Moose would have even been a better choice. Brian Elliott,
1: yeah, Had a storied career in, in St. Louis. Again, I I get the rationale, I don't get the execution.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it is it's for a team that was not an original six. The the goaltending lore of St. Louis is is. Either long or short, depending how you want to look at it.
2: Right, I mean, it, it, but it's okay. They're not original six, but they're. A That's next what I'm saying. Six. Right, but, but they're, they're a next so many. six. Like they It's not like they've been around. F- it's not like they're a Columbus. Yeah, Ancient but, but even they've this got a pretty a team, good goaltending history. But like well, this is this,
0: a team that Bennington's in his fifth season. He's eighth in, in franchise wins Right. That seems a little rich for oh, a, a supposed, you know the. These guys went to a couple of cups their first few years in the league. Yes. I it's mean, just, a, goaltending the, has been their weakness. Let's just throw it out there.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, again, you mentioned Grand Fuhrer. Yeah, I forgot he played there. You say Grand Fuhrer, I say Edmonton Oilers, right? You look at the, they get guys on the, the far downside
0: of their careers. Oh, I don't know if you, uh, 249 games, 108, 87, and 41. He, he had
2: 249
0: games there. Yeah. That's why I, I, I remember. Oh. Brandon, I think of him as a, a, a blue. Now it's probably because he played often in the playoffs against the Hawks and the old well, That's probably I, that but you that, see, You saw him too. I mean, where do you think of Cujo? Which is really or, tough for you. I'm sure Toronto Toronto. Okay. See, I think of him as a blues goalie first. No, I think no. of him as
2: Toronto. Yeah. I mean, he was, I know he was Toronto, St. Louis and Detroit. He was right. all that, that, that's why I was asking no, you I because think, like. No,
0: I think of him first as a, as a Maple Leaf. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, I think of him as a blue. He's, he's third, he's third on that franchise.
2: Right. It's- but at least with Curtis Joseph, like, you, yes, I think of him as a Maple Leaf first, but if you're going to put him on the mat, like I would at least understand that. Cause yes, it's my first thought, but I didn't
0: forget he played there. Also had 17 assists with the blue, which leads all goalie points in the history of the franchise. Well, you're talking
2: about a guy who could move the
0: puck. That's okay. Right. Check check this out. Yeah. So this is we are both right. St. Louis, 280 games in six years. Toronto, 270 games in five years. <laughs> okay. I forgot he played in Calgary. Oh, when did he play in Calgary? Nine games in his age 40 or 708 before returning to retire in Toronto the following year, playing 21 games. That's why I forgot I he remember, played in Calgary. I remember Phoenix. I, I remember Cujo in Phoenix. Cause that mask was sick despite oh, the uniform, but uh, yeah, no. So yeah. So he only, he played 10 games more in St. Louis and Toronto had one more win in Toronto that he did in St. Louis uh, better save percentage and, and goals against in Toronto. Uh, seven. Let's see. Yeah, I, I mean it we're both right in terms of where you guys first think it. You can go either way on that. Yeah. You can go either way on that. But yeah, I it's uh, Glenn, Bennington just uh, so I mean yeah I think Fior way, way better than Glenn. I mean Glenn Hall, uh like I'm I'm trying to look. Let's see, he's by the way, Jordan Bennington passed him this year in, in games. He, Glenn Hall only played 100. Glenn Hall played 140 games. You know, you know who played more? Like, so we, we mentioned Liute, Allen, Joseph, Fuhrer. Uh, I mentioned Elliott and Bennington. That's six of the top 10 guys in St. Louis goalie history for games played. Can you name the other four? I bet you can only name one. Oh, God. Oh, boy. I can get... I would have been able to get two of them, really kind of thinking. Huh. All right. For, get? Former San Jose Shark. I think he was the first ever Shark goalie. Eventually played, played with Chicago. Black Helmet. Greg Millen. Oh, never getting there. Being a Hawks fan, that's probably why I that one stood out yeah. um uh, islander boston current european H- halak halak yeah, you, yep halak um i have no clue for rick wamsley <laughs> nice yeah was no, no. a name from the past yeah I, I i i give me a thousand guesses i i couldn't tell you anything about rick wamsley um other than he's Canadian. And then the other guy was a I believe a Colorado draft pick who never played with Colorado. Always wore number one. Best years were well, they were in St. Louis, I'm guessing. Uh Cap he played for the Caps afterwards, I believe. Brent Johnson. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, so that rounds out your top 10 right there of games played oh. St. Louis Gullies. We've spent way too much on St. Louis I'm not going to
2: say that that's a cursed position for them, but that may be something to dig into in like the
0: summer episode. <laughs> <laughs> they they have established the blueprint for the Minnesota Wild. Yes. <laughs> the Wild or the modern day blues of Golden. Oh, damn, that's scary. <laughs> that's not
2: great. That's not great. You don't want that.
0: Yeah, they've had 75 guys uh play at least one game in, in goaltending for them. Yeah, you don't since, want that in 54 seasons. Hmm. Oh uh, yeah, I, I am gonna do a project. I'm gonna go back to the 67 expansion and see how many goalies have played for each team at some point. I'll we'll talk about that in the summer. I like that. But I, I I'm like, venturing to say that. The Blues are one of the worst goaltending histories of the NHL. That's pretty bad.
1: That's, I, I'm going to throw the, the Flyers in there too. I've, I mean, at least uh, recently, they, I, I've not seen yeah, decent they, goaltending from them. I don't want to go you know, down this rat hole right now,
0: but I, I will. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll, let's talk about that I this know, summer. I, mean, I like that idea. Because the six, that's, that's, the that's 67. That's 67. expansion that's On goaltender lore. Yes. Yes. And that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> Cause what else? That's a good summer project. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to that in the summer folks. Make sure you to, make sure, make sure you download that episode. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be awesome. Um, yep. Okay. Uh, other NHL news. Oh boy. We, I, we may have found our next team going to Houston guys. There's they're competition. To, for not, Houston. No, there's not. They're going to go right. They're going to Quebec, Right. Cause they're staying in country. Stay in North. Yeah. Uh, Calgary flames today uh announced that they have potentially intentions to potentially exit their their arena deal with the government of Calgary um because of the new arena that may not happen because now they were all arguing over 1.5 percent of a you know nine figure deal they're not they're not pulling out of their arena but they're they're, they're signaling their intent that they may
1: pull out of their arena deal um as of an hour ago ap is saying that they have pulled out
0: there was so it's they've signaled that they have intent to i according to the the global news out of calgary and Mm -hmm. i'll go with the local paper on this one okay just very, very interesting wording that that they haven't officially pulled out yet, um, but that they have they are intending to.
1: Okay. They're basically
0: leaving the negotiation door open if it comes back. I guess.
2: So here's here's what a friend told me for for a piece I was working on, local news piece had some political, you know, shenanigans involved. He said. Nothing. Nothing is truly dead in politics. I don't, and I think that that works in Washington, that works in St. Paul, that works in Calgary. I don't think this is truly dead until they 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 sign the deal to move to to Quebec City. You know, again, it's it's not a huge chunk of change. I think you know, from an economic development tool, you make some of that back you know, but I probably not much, but you know, if it's things like roadways or, you know, sort of the, the public uh, you know, infrastructure type pieces of it. I think that's something that the city should be on the hook for if it's, you know, any sort of cost overruns or other arena enhancements, that's something the team should be on the hook for. I'm not a fan of teams uh, of cities caving to teams Whims for public financing for private use
0: facilities. I don't think that's how buildings should be built. So here, here's the dollars of it. I'll take you through the timeline, Richard, for you to kind of think about. This is coming from Jody Gondek, who is the mayor of Calgary. Her Twitter feed. She she put this out on Twitter uh, uh, this evening. Um, you know, not 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 long ago. Um, the deal started in 2019 with 550 million. It's the, the city was willing to contribute 297 million plus the land. She voted for it then. In 2021, Calgary Sports Entertainment came back. They removed some of the deal. Both parties added 12 and a half million for overruns. And then the city added a $10 million in event management cost. So the city then upped it from their investment from $297 to $307 plus giving the land to to Calgary for free. She then, it came back again on the renegotiation. And she she said no at that time. Then on the renegotiation, the city tabled the assist of another 6.4 million had to do with road. So there was another 12 million that needed to happen with roadways and sidewalk and that type of mitigation. And the city said they were gonna do around four the Calgary came back and said that they wanted uh, 6.4, that they were willing to do 6.4, leaving Calgary with 9.7 instead of 12. And the city said no, or they, they negotiated. I sorry, sorry, down to the 6.4 and the 9.7 to get to that 12. Basically, what they're haggling over it's a 650 million dollar project, and the mayor saying Calgary's walking away over 1.5 percent. Yeah, the way that she lays it out,
2: Calgary's walking away because they won't pay nine point seven million dollars. Correct.
0: So, uh, so Richard, I, I mean, it, it, the city's also walking away from one point five percent
1: of a negotiation, right? Yeah, this is all you know, political. He said, she said. You know, point the finger at the other person, hope that you know the majority of your supporters say, yeah, they're in the wrong. Um, I mean both parties are are at fault for not being able to come to an agreement. If, if that's kind of what we're looking at here. Um, But I I, I don't know. Um, I have a hard, like just thinking about what the possibilities are for the flames. I have a hard time believing that, you know, Calgary is going to be without an NHL team. They're going to find some way to be able to stay in that area. If not in that arena.
0: And and a lot of people are saying that Murray Edwards is a principal owner of the, of the group for the flames. They're lambasting him. The ones that are anti hammer lamb based that his company, uh, cause, cause he is a billionaire like most and, and, and in, in the field that he's in that, you know, in, in oil and gas, that he got government funding and subsidies for his and tax cuts and things like that. So he's double dipping and he's already got enough for the government. I'm like, Okay, that may be all well and good, but two separate entities, folks. It doesn't matter what else he owns. Mm -hmm. You can't, this isn't tit for tat here.
2: Right, but you know what? Their share of the TV money for a
0: year will more than cover that 9.6 million. Well, but so here's, it goes back to the bigger picture of should public funding ever be used when privatized billionaires are the ones asking for it for their their toy? Because- it's toys. All the none of these owners, very few of these owners, it's not their toy. It's not their primary right. form of right. th- there are not many McCaskey families out right. there. Y- you know, there are not many. Right. The only almost Roonies. the only
2: sports where this is the case is is football. Mara, yeah. Rooney, McCaskey, Ford. I Ford's mean, like uh, the, old, the well, old, let's let's Ford's had some other business like interests. I don't know if
0: you've ever heard that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's not like it was henry ford that owned the team it was you know we don't know i don't know how much they contributed but okay you know, henry contributed to to the start of the team but yeah it, you don't have especially modern owners modern or, owners yeah. made the billions needed to buy their teams from somewhere else first and they keep that separate that's how they you know yeah. Do their, you know, deal with their <laughs> the losses and the depreciation. And you don't want those two things intermingling. I'm not a CPA, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Um, on the other hand, these team you know, really you're walking away over $9 million.
0: What, what I find even more interesting, Gary Bettman's not out in front of this one. Like he is the Arizona situation. Right. He's got to save face in Arizona. He doesn't have to save face in Calgary.
1: <laughs>
0: just, he, he doesn't, he, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't have to save face in it. No, he, yes, it's he not does. that he's saving. It's, face. it's the Sun
2: Belt. He's got mm-hmm. to try to salvage the sunbelt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like That's, they would, they would move to another sunbelt location. He theoretically, it, yes. He personally wants Arizona more than he cares about a team in Arizona for a lot of reasons, more than he cares about a team in Calgary. So I mean, it's just, let's just call a spade a spade.
1: I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think at this point, it's kind of just a, a point of personal pride that he was able to bring a team to Arizona. And that that's why he wanted there. He didn't bring well, he, a team to Calgary. He he also got the owners
0: to literally invest in owning said team in an interim basis yeah. to keep
1: them there. Right. So I, I think for, for Bettman, it's, it's a point of pride to be able to keep that team there. It's not so much the geographical location because yeah, Houston's not a traditional hockey city. Uh, You'll, you'll have an awesome rivalry with the stars, but I mean, that's just, that's where he wants that team. That's where he put it. That's his legacy as a commissioner. Yep. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that he's just not out in front of like,
0: I don't expect him to be because this is city and team and like, but man, was he out in front of the Arizona stuff? Oh yeah. Every step
1: of the way. Now, wouldn't it be interesting with these two clubs, as we've been talking with Quebec City and Houston, if Arizona goes to Quebec City and Calgary goes to Houston, not going to happen. Not going to happen. I know, but you happen. know, a guy can dream.
0: It's so way easier to keep them in
1: country and transfer ownership. Way easier.
0: Dollars and
1: currency and yeah, taxes. When, when has the NHL done the easy thing?
0: Moving Atlanta
1: to Winnipeg? Okay. Not the that was easy but the easy thing. That was pretty easy. <laughs> right. I mean, he, he, uh,
0: easy. When have they done easy? That actually was pretty easy. I'll, I'll go with that. That's my answer.
1: Okay. Not when they move Winnipeg to Arizona. That was not easy. <laughs> no. No. no, no, less. That was less hard than
0: the stars to the stars from North <laughs> to South. <laughs> That's That's very true. That not easy. That was not easy. So, okay. Um, We, 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 we got an issue here, Richard. Yes. Our our friends at bet 99 like us to make picks every week and remind our Canadian folks to go on to bet 99 through the PHN website and, and open a a game, a sports gambling account. We, we do not have any NHL picks this week. So by default, I get to go five and Oh,
1: uh, we we all go five and zero. No, that's right. Good. So so Adam, yes, you do go five and zero. Did, did I go five and zero last week? Last pick we
0: had, didn't I? It uh, was, cl- was pretty close. <laughs> it was pretty close. Pretty close. I don't care what I went last week. I'm still beating your butts. I, nobody else is over five hundred. Oh, you guys got quiet. Mm. Uh huh. Nobody's over five hundred but me. Wait a sec.
1: No,
2: that's not possible. The number we have not done the addition
0: in a while.
1: Yeah, it's been oh, a while. The, the thing in yellow is not right. That no. that was after uh the first two weeks, I believe. Well, you suck at this.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: Richard,
1: we're gonna need you to <laughs> clean this up. We're so we have to call Ad- Jacob. All oh, right, all right, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Richard, you're gonna have to clean this up so we can put Adam back in his place. Uh, I'm getting right on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Here Bet 99 sponsors these picks. Richard, what are we picking this week without the, the national going? I believe
1: we are going with the uh, World
0: Juniors that are going to be oh, happening the, next
1: week. The
0: tournament that I can't watch the first three days. I have to figure out how to do it because my in-laws two years ago switched to Hulu, which doesn't have the NHL network. That tournament? Yeah, that tournament.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: I, yeah, I'm with you w- because watch I'll have you. the stream
2: it. on your device.
0: Now, for a while, the NHL was not streaming on the DirecTV app. I'm going to have to check to see if they've rectified that. Oh, boy. Yeah, you couldn't stream the NH... Not all channels stream on DirecTV's app. That's you can't watch great. it either, though, can you? No, on, I on can't watch YouTube? it. You can't watch any sport. Well, I think you got the Espen back, right? Oh, yeah, we have the full Espen the full slate. Well, for a while, for, for a couple of days, you didn't have the Espen. No, that was YouTube. We have, I'm on Hulu. Oh, you're on Hulu. Sorry, I, I can't keep track You cord cutters that are paying as much as the non cord cutters in this day (laughs) because of all the other standalones you gotta buy. Hey,
1: I I got it with my Verizon, so I'm we're just watching uh, ESPN Plus and Hulu, and yeah, that's been great. Okay, all right. Shall we uh, move on to our picks of the week, the Bet ninety nine picks of the week? Well, you have to recap first and tell us where we are. Like you actually have to do stuff. Oh, okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, last week, uh, the five games we picked, uh, let's see, Adam uh, actually went one and four, but he got the bonus of, are the Islanders going to get a win, which they did. So he was the only one to correctly pick if the Islanders were going to win that, that Saturday. Um, Lonnie went four and one, and I went three and two. Before incorrectly picking the, the islanders there. Um, I believe that puts uh Lonnie, you and Adam in a tie for first place at 17 and 10. And uh honestly, I'm still calculating mine. Let's see, I am I think I did uh, it right 20 and Look. put me now. Actually, that'd be put me in first place at 20 correct picks, 20 and hold on. Math.
0: I've Lonnie I, I, I officially are giving you an asterisk by okay. your five to one. Because of the bonus pick. It, it, was, it was a perfect week of games selected. Yep. The bonus question was not were the Islanders gonna win. It was will they get a home win? Was the question. Not will they win a game? See, so I will give you an asterisk. So thank you, you you, you potentially are the third. So Jacob is really why I'm doing this. Jacob's the only one that not have a perfect week this year on the entire crew. Picking games. Yes. Yes. So that's, the, whoa, whoa. What, what, no, what,
1: what, yeah. Hold yeah. on. Math. 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 This is bad radio. <laughs> this is bad radio. Let's just go to the
0: picks. Let's just go to the picks. I have you have 14 wins. Yeah. 12 losses. So you're 14 and 12. Is that right? That, math,
1: that That adds up. All right. You have less games than us? No, that should add up to... Because you guys are 17 (laughs) and 10. Oh, no, that should be 13. 14 (laughs) and 13.
0: There you go.
1: (laughs) All right. As you know, math is not my... It's a good thing that Bet99 is is
0: only available in Canada and you can't go on Bet99 in the US.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Um, Math is why I'm a journalist. So, All right. (laughs) Let's get to our picks of the week. We have, uh, I believe these are the first round games on Sunday of December 26th. That is Boxing Day, if I am. Opening night. They're doing a quadruple header opening night of the World Juniors up in Red Deer, Alberta. Yeah. Uh, Game one, we have Germany at Finland. Adam, we are going to start with you. You know, the German team has been real impressive
0: in tournaments recently. I think they come out of the gate with a loss.
1: Finland wins. <laughs> you had me there. All right. Uh, Lonnie. Uh, same going with the Finns. You know, just, just for uh, Adams jeering there, I'm going to go with Germany. They've been good on the international stage the last couple of tournaments. they They have. At I, I, levels, it's too. not a, a far stretch, but you know, um, yep. It's it is hard to go against Finland usually, but uh, I'm gonna go Germany. All right, uh, Sweden versus Russia, Lonnie.
2: This should be a great game. Um, the
0: the uh, the Trey Kroner of Sweden. All right, Adam. Yeah, I mean, Sweden with those jerseys, the best international hockey jersey out of all the nations that play international competition. How could you go against them easily? Because Russia's got a better junior team, Russia with the win.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to Russia as well. Um, I don't know a whole lot about international play, but I do know they tend to be pretty good at it. Not that Sweden is typically bad. All right, game number three. <laughs> That was deep. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like I'm in my element here. Uh, Canada versus Czechia?
0: Is that what we were going with? Czechia, yeah. Czechia. They, they, the, the Czech Republic is no longer wants to be known in the international hobby, hockey competition by their their uh, kingdom name, if you will. They, they want to go like most European nations who don't use Republic of or the political name, and they want to go by their common name of Czechia. And uh, Lonnie, why don't you, yeah, I believe, are we saying that right for the Chechia-Canada game?
2: We are, but what really matters is that I pronounce Canada right since ah. they're going to win,
0: and it is Canada. Canada. All right, Adam? Yes, I, not Canada, not I Tamata, it. it's Canada.
1: All right. All right, fourth and final game of Sunday, December 26th. We have Slovakia versus the USA. Adam, we'll start with you. USA, they're. Uh, I think they're. I think
0: they're silver medal bound this tournament. It's my gut right now is silver medal bound.
1: All right, Adam. No, or not I, Adam. I, I, Lonnie, the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the
2: US. That's. It's a stacked stacked roster the every every, uh, every player on it has been drafted and i'm not sure i haven't gone back and looked at old rosters but i'm not sure we've been able to say that before this is a team that's really really loaded you going gold medal i'm not sure they're that loaded i want to see a game or two before i make that prediction ooh, ooh. i'm hedging slightly I, I mean i i think they will medal i will say i will make that prediction
1: I don't know if yeah if canada wasn't the powerhouse they you know they currently are i I think it would be easy to pick us for gold but with canada in the mix it's 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 a harder sell they're they're always in the mix
0: and and every other year they have a really nice advantage too yep
1: yep which
0: actually actually weird enough they are going to go with their longest after this year They're going with their longest drought of not hosting. Two years. Well, they hosted last year. Remember Edmonton hosted last year. That's right. This year is Edmonton and Red Deer, but because of the flip, Sweden's get, so Russia gets it next year. And then Sweden's getting it the year after that. Um, And it's like the first time I want to say since early 2000 that they, they've gone like they, they once, I think they've once gone three years without it uh but in recent memory they were getting every other year um for whatever reason but yeah they're they're it's going to be russia and sweden in 23 24 but uh in case anybody uh cares about the medal count canada leads with 18 gold medals uh russia all the russian organizations that add up are 13 um gold medals interesting enough russia Soviet Union, CIS, add up to 37 medals, Canada only 33. So Russia has won more junior medals than anybody else. And they've staged this tournament since 1977 officially. Wow. Hmm. I would not have guessed that. I, I would have thought have Canada either. was, was one, but, but they are not. Um, Canada is actually, you know, it, it, the problem is once they get the bronze medal game, they, they tend to not do well in the bronze medal game interestingly enough and that's what it is but the finland uh third with 16 medals sorry uh, sweden 19 third finland fourth with 16 u.s only 13 medals in the tournament
2: Hmm.
0: how about that okay all right how about that
1: like you're gonna put on the tweeter i'm gonna gonna put stuff on the tweeter yeah tweet this out so there we go bet 99 picks for the week if you want to follow us on twitter you can follow us at phn podcast and you can use the hashtag phn picks to submit to us and uh show how much uh much better you are than us at picking these games
0: yeah can you can you you guys know only three teams have participated in all going to be now 45 of the wih double ihf world juniors only three Theme, hmm. no. One's easy. Well, Canada, yep. And then probably Hello. the two, the two best jerseys are the other two.
1: Sweden, Finland. Yep. Got to get jersey talking somehow, right? Yeah, of course. That's that's our bread and butter. Very cool. on brand.
0: Well, that that that's that's all the uh, official topics. Uh, we got our parting shots here for the final time in 2021 on the first line edition. Mr. Producer.
1: Uh, Parting shots. Well, um, we did an early gift exchange this year because we were going to be driving down to New Mexico. We didn't want to carry everything with us and open up down there. Um, But my wife actually got me something uh, pretty awesome I would feel like sharing. Uh, It's been a dream of mine to, you know, ever since I was a kid to get up and actually pilot an aircraft aircraft. She got me a discovery flight for two weeks from now where I'm going to go up and actually get my first hour towards a pilot's license. Whether I continue on from there is going to be a whole financial issue, but I am going to get up for an hour and actually get some, some flight time in um, on a single engine aircraft. It's going to be uh, an experience of a lifetime. How many hours
0: short will you be of your pilot's license after that?
1: 39. See, closer than I thought. Yeah, you, you only need 40, but you usually need to rack up a little bit more than that. 40 is the minimum. I, I've heard it's even more expensive than ice time. Uh, just, just a hair. <laughs> Easier to find, though, than ice time. <laughs> okay. Okay. So use that. Use that. Yeah. <laughs> I will. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. I wouldn't even go up in a hot air balloon. I go on a plane, but yeah, I I will not go up in a hot air balloon knowing how those things come down. Covering the balloon fiesta for years in New Mexico. I know. Yeah. Get me in one of those. I'm I'm with you. Lonnie.
2: I got nothing. Happy new year. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, get vaccinated, get boosted, you know, be smart. That's
0: all I got. It's all I had to was, as I usually say on this episode of the year, enjoy World Juniors. Still, to me, one of the most underrated and overlooked things on the hockey calendar in the U.S. The players are phenomenal, and it is a fun brand of hockey to watch over the next week or so, 10 days, I think is what it is. So yeah, watch the World Juniors if you can get it. Good stuff there. For Richard Cote and Lonnie Goldsmith, this is Adam Minnick wishing those who celebrate a Merry Christmas from the first line. Also, a Happy New Year, because we want to talk to you till after the Winter Classic, which Lonnie Goldsmith will have for you on the PHN feed and the website and his personal brand and all that good stuff. But don't forget to check him out. For Richard, Lonnie, and Adam Minnick, so long. Bye, everybody.